to the sixth episode of Common Knowledge Podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Andrew, and I have the other host with me, Matt. Yep. Say hi, Matt. I'm here as well. Hi, 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 Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, today we're going to do an episode, um, it, I guess it slightly leads off the next because it's like about like international, it's like an international subject, but it's about travel, traveling for your first time, pitfalls, what to look out for, what to do, you know, like how do you... You know, maybe you don't even know how to buy a plane ticket or like how to get your passport or something. We're just going to run through like just some tips on what to do when you're first time traveling so you don't feel as uh, a little bit more prepared. Preparation is part of traveling for sure. Um, for sure, yeah. So, I'll, well, I guess what one thing I could definitely jump ahead out ahead here is um, we'll talk a little bit about our travel history just a touch and then just to show that we have, we're, we're definitely the experts here. Um, so <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you, you go ahead, you, you kick us off. Um, okay. So there's definitely people who have traveled more, but I think at, after a certain point, you just, you, you, you just get into the flow of like traveling. So, um, I've traveled to South America several times cause I'm uh Brazilian, I'm half Brazilian. So I go there to visit family. Uh, I, I've lost count how many times I've been there. Um, and I've traveled around Asia. Like I used to live in uh, Hong Kong and Singapore, and I've, I've, I'm gonna go to uh, Korea this month. So part of the reason why I'm, I'm I thought about this subject, and uh, I might have a stopover of uh, Japan. I was gonna go to China again to visit Matt because he's currently in China, but that plan was uh, scrapped. Yeah, it was just the time um, it didn't work for us, so unfortunately we couldn't put we couldn't put it together. But yeah, uh, and. And like speaking of China, I've been to China back and forth between Canada and China many times, and uh, I lived here, so it's it's less about traveling, more about living, more about living here. And then I've traveled to Japan before as well, and I traveled to the Caribbean, it's the closest I ever got to South America. And then uh, I traveled to Australia for the year. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then when I was a kid, I traveled to the United States all the time, but that's, uh, I mean, for Canadians, it's really hardly considered traveling because you're just getting in a car usually and driving across the border, which is probably like an hour to three hours away from where you you live. So (laughs) it's hardly considered traveling, but um, technically traveling to a different country. Yeah, and as an Australian, there's no other country that's connected by land to us. So pretty much we have to catch a plane if we're going to go somewhere international, like 100% of the time. Unless you go by boat, yeah, I guess. Well. Yeah, a lot of people take like a cruise or yeah. something. But but like, it, I don't know. Between us, I don't think that really, really counts. It seems it's like just, uh, it's it's yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun. It, but it seems it's not like really, the closest uh, you guys have in comparison to the American Canadian thing is you guys in the in New Zealand and like flying over to to uh, Auckland's like like a couple hours or an hour or two, right? Yeah, I mean, we don't even need a visa. We just like we can use like Australian dollars. Like everything. Like it's it's so. It's so e like it's pretty much Australia. Let's be honest. <laughs> and for New Zealanders, Australia. I'm not. Is like, I'm not. I'm like not advocating again. that. So for all the Kiwi <laughs> listeners out there, I'm just gonna put it out there that I don't share that opinion. Um, but yeah, no, it seems like we have the same. Like you guys are like the Americans to the Kiwis, right? Like we have Americans come up all the time and spend American dollars and stuff. There, no American. Like very, 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 very few American establishments will accept Canadian dollars. So. Uh, it doesn't work the other way. Anyway, we're getting a little off topic. So, so uh, <laughs> tip number one: to travel somewhere else, most of the time you require a document, a very important document that's issued by your country. I th- I'm pretty sure 100 percent of countries issue this yes. document. It's it yeah. starts with P. <laughs> that's 
That's past four. That's right. <laughs> In case someone hasn't yeah. worked it out yet, um, how do you how do you apply for your passport? I'm sure every country is different, but there's probably a lot of similarities between everyone. There. Yeah. So generally, you go to there will be a passport registration office of some variety. You put in an application. Um, I know for Canada, I'm sure it's similar for you guys. Is you have to also have someone that kind of signs off that they know they can kind of like either someone like a like a close friend or like a doctor or lawyers usually it's like someone that they can kind of check in on because they want to show that who you claim you are is is who you are do you guys have that same kind of policy yeah it's been a long time like my my passport's going to expire not in probably a couple years from now so it's been a long time since i've i've done i've registered for a passport but i definitely remember having to jump through some hoops we have like um Someone here called Justice of the Peace. You have yeah, that in yeah, Canada? similar, similar idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, similar idea. Yeah. So we had like a someone who just registered to like sign documents. We had a local like our local library has one every week. So you just take your documents there. If you like photocopy a document, they'll sign off it, sign off on it for you. And uh, I don't know. You just got a bunch of forms to fill. We can yeah. find them online. It's different for each country, so it's it's hard to tell you exactly where yes, to exactly. go now. Google's probably now, a friend. When you get yeah. your passport, eventually, uh, usually a passport takes what, like a month to month to get. You take a, you have to hand in a yeah, photo. So and once you get the passport, though, I think that's important to remember is that. Um, okay, actually, mm. before we move on, the passport photo is often quite picky. You need like one within the last six months and have it signed or oh, whatever. Of course, yeah. Each country is different, but that, that to get that, one of the important tips is to actually don't. Don't mess around with the passport photo. Get it done professionally or by someone who you like know 100% it's going to be accepted because it'll just delay your application. And that's like, I think that's the number one reason in my experience that your passport will be delayed. Oh, really? You know, and, I have a, uh, yeah, I have well, a that's funny story about that, actually. The most recent time I got my passport renewed, uh, I did it here in Beijing with the Canadian embassy. And uh, I, I basically got, I ended up getting my passport photo taken by it was basically a, a camera phone like it was not very well professional and it was kind of dark <laughs> and i get when i submitted it to the uh, the consul the consular service here in, in at the canadian embassy they looked at the picture for a second and they're like <sighs> like they were like they were like she was so <laughs> close to rejecting the photo but she eventually did it so my passport photo right now is actually very dark it's actually not a very good photo uh so yeah i I, I would really suggest, funny, yeah, don't do that. I got away with it, but that was a bit of a luck thing. So I would definitely suggest Australians, yeah, yeah. Australians are really strict with the possible I photos. I, I imagine know. if That's I was how... home in Canada, they would have been strict about it. But I fa- the fact that I was at the consular service, yeah. they probably were just like thinking, eh, fine, and they just let it go. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, not yeah. to not to not to bang um, on the Canadian consular service in Beijing. They were lovely people. I'm not, but. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I understand. I think uh, a lot of people end up like booking a ticket before they get their passports. Oh, that's a big miss. Um, that's a big no-no. I think. That's, yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you, yeah, if you're gonna do that, which I don't recommend, but if you're gonna do that, then like make sure you tell the people that you, like where you get your passport done that you know when your flight is, because they can like rush the, the application process through if like you really need to get the passport yeah. out quickly. But uh it's not it's not guaranteed or anything like that. So definitely just just yeah. That's the fir- the first thing you need to do is get your passport yes, get done. done. And then we can talk about the rest. There's very few yeah. countries uh and that 
have a relationship where they don't need a passport to travel to each other. Uh, back in the day, when I was a kid, I could drive into the United States without a passport. Um, that changed after September 9-11, obviously. But, um, uh, but like, there are some, like, there's, like, a policy for the Americans and the Canadians. I still think it's around that if you have, like, a certain class of driver's license, then you can drive because you're basically like a like a, a trucker like a guy that a, a, or, or a woman that drives that drives trucks right. big trucks like semi trailers and they really they, they don't need a passport they just need to be able to pass through the border whenever they need to so they have that that have that right as well as long as they have like what we call a class one license yes so I, I think that's the thing I think the next thing we should talk about jumping off that is uh, yes. visas right because that's the next thing you need. Uh, what it's is basically a, visa? A, uh, a ticket from it's a, a permission from the country you're going to visit, you plan to visit, to visit their country or to uh, to enter the country under certain restrictions. So every country is different, and every country between has different visa relationships with every other country in the world. So um, you know there are lots of different ways to look. There's lots of different types of visas, but the basic ones, the basic ones you're probably going to be looking at are tourist slash visiting visas. So these are visas that allow you to enter the country for a duration of time, probably two weeks to about three months, somewhere in that time period, they're going to allow you to be in their country. uh, And then you have different, so that's the first thing you need to look at is the duration you're getting from that country. The second thing you need to look at, which is a different, thing is how lo- how valid how long the valid period of that visa is so it's different than the duration so this is a bit of a confusing thing i think for some people is when they give you a valid visa let's say i get my visa done tomorrow uh so let's say i did i got my visa done on may 5th 2018 and they give me a year-long uh valid period so that would mean that i have my valid my visa is valid till 2019 uh, May fifth, two thousand. May sorry, May first, two thousand nineteen. But what that does not mean is I can be in, let's say that that country was the Philippines for a random country. That means that does not mean I can stay in the Philippines for a year. All it means is that I I have the right to enter that country within that year period. And then the duration is a a separate period of time, and that shows how long I can actually be in the Philippines after I've arrived. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, how difficult it is to get a visa really depends on the country's relationships with each other. As as an Australian, we're pretty lucky. Like we have most countries I've been to have like a three month visa, which is abnormal, I think, for most countries, right? Like for a visitor's visa, how many months do you get usually um, in a country? Yeah, again, it really depends. Like um, I know for I know for yeah. China, my duration, my first time I came here, my duration was thirty days, and then the second time after I had shown that I had a good history with them. I got 60 days duration and then usually it's around 60 days. So about two months, Hong Kong provides yeah. nine, like these are the countries I've been to. So Hong Kong provides a, a, a 90 day duration. Japan provides a 90 day duration. Um, I believe for me traveling to Australia is a 90 day duration. If I get a, what's called a B2 visa for the United States, it's a 90 day duration or no, it's a six month duration for Canadians. Right. But you know, yeah, you can't. Yeah. So, so, so some some countries when you're traveling you can actually just get the visa on the plane on the way to the country you don't actually have to apply for it beforehand but some other countries you do have to apply for it beforehand again depending yeah, on the so relationship. what I would the, the number one thing is you need to if you're not working through a, tr- a travel agent um, which and if you're traveling for your first time and you have the wherewithal to do so I would recommend traveling using a travel agent that's a, just a little tip to put in the middle here but if you're not 
fair enough. Uh, make sure you put your enough Google research in and make sure you know exactly what you need to do. Most, a lot of countries, I mean, it depends on, it depends on your passport, right? But a lot of countries will require you to apply ahead of time. There's more and more nowadays, you're getting, you get these electronic visas where you have like an email with a, with a, a check mark saying, welcome to, welcome to our country. And there's no actual piece of paper that you need to provide. It'll be electronically in their system. But a lot of countries still, um, they still have a sticker essentially. So they put in a, a usually a full page sticker in one of your, the pages of your passport. They, they occupy an entire visa page. Um, it'll have your name, it'll have your passport number, and it'll have all of the, inf the relevant information, the duration, the valid period, uh, how many entries you get. Sometimes you only get one entry. Sometimes you can get two, sometimes you can get multiple. Depends on what type of visa you apply for, what type of visa they're willing to give it to you. And where do you apply for those types of visas, the ones you need to do before you leave the country? Usually there will be a visa office or there will be a, a, a consulate of that or or even an embassy for that country in your in your own country. So an important thing to know is you get a visa depending on what your purpose is for that country. So if you're just going on a holiday, you get a visitor's visa. On business, you get a business visa and et cetera. So yeah, it, that also changes like how you have to apply, if you have to apply before, if you can apply like on the plane or when you get yeah, there. Yeah, it, it also it changes it, it really, the documents yeah. you're, you're required to provide, you know. So required, if, you, yeah. if you're going to go to school, then you probably need to have the the acceptance letter from the, the institute that you're going to be studying at. Uh, you probably have to show some financial records, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah, it really depends on what type of visa you're applying for. But, um, yeah, it, it, the, the, the documents, just be very, do your research. Make sure you do your research. Don't, don't show up, you know, at the airport without the visa because uh, most airlines probably won't let you on the plane. Because they require you to provide <laughs> some sort of uh, evidence that you have a visa for the country, because they don't want to deal with it when you get there. <laughs> you know, they would prefer they would prefer yeah, just keep yeah. you off the plane and not have to and not have to deal with trying to fly you home after you've realized you're not allowed entrance into uh, I don't know to, into China or into Australia or whatever. Yeah, and and luckily most visitors' visas for most countries are pretty simple to get, so that's. If you're just going on a holiday, it doesn't require like too many documents and things. It should be yeah, quite simple. Yeah, I think simple. the most documents that you would want to provide if you're doing a travel visa is or a tourist visa is they probably want to see if it's the very strict country. So this is countries like China, um, you know, maybe Russia, yep. I've heard is, is a little bit strict as well. But you probably have to show uh, a flight in and a flight out. So they need to see a, 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 a ticket leaving their country within the duration. I know Thailand does that for sure. And then they need to see uh, probably hotel, some sort of hotel booking so you know they know where you're going to be. Yeah, and your address. address. The yeah. Americans require an address. Um, I have a funny story about that one, actually. This is a bit of a rookie mistake. But when I, I flew into the United States one time on my own for a family event, and I didn't have the address of where we were staying, but uh, I just showed up. I knew the city. I knew where I was going, but I just didn't know where exactly in the city I was going. And uh, the, I flew into Seattle, and they're like, yeah, we can't really let you into the country until we know where you're going. And I had to have, to, like, a 20-minute interview with this guy. <laughs> he had basically just to show that I was not trying to find a job in, in the United States. I was trying to – eventually I showed him a return ticket, and he was like, okay, fine, but don't do that again. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've had that happen to me as well, actually. I'd, I never got the address of where I'm going. They'll pick me up at the airport. I'm like, yeah, I don't need the address. Don't worry about it. And then – when I got there, they were like, uh, where are you staying? Yeah, like, then, exactly. You 
<laughs> they just let me in, yeah, but I was lucky. Sure. Yeah. And no, I, and the funny the funny thing is, I have friends and family that all live in the United States, and they all live. I was flying into LAX, so I could have provided any sort of what, like Southern California address, and it would have been fine because they would have been like, "Yeah, Matt's coming to see us." You know, <laughs> like they ended up calling. So it's just kind of <laughs> dumb that I didn't ask for an address. But anyway, be careful. Make sure you have one of those uh, <laughs> a place of where you start. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So that's the kind of visa stuff. So that's was- the, that's the. You know, not the fun bit because visas cost money, passports cost money, but it's stuff you requ- are required. But now the fun stuff: what what to prepare before you go? Yeah, so I suppose like um, when you're when you're traveling and you got all your documents done, and you know you're you're thinking about you know your little holiday and your flight, and well, you have we haven't bought a ticket yet. Actually, oh, yes, come to think important. of it, unless unless yeah. unless your visa <laughs> required you to buy a, a flight in and out of the country so yeah but anyway but actually maybe packing should be come before the plane ticket packing. actually because you have to think about there's weight limits actually before you get on a plane like some airlines you know are 30 kilos some are 20 some are in between some are less some are more sometimes you have to buy um they kind of get you the cheap airlines where you have oh, to yeah. buy the um the luggage separately oh, from the, the ticket yeah so you it gotta does. like unless you're yeah, traveling unless you're that. traveling yeah. with like uh, like a, a purse basically no luggage then, yeah then yeah it's, then it's fine, but yeah yeah, it's, yeah th- you have to be careful about those that's definitely a good tip so i flew um like one example of that and there's lots of these around the world but the one i flew was scoot which flies in and out of singapore and uh they they have some pretty yeah. crazy it seems cheap and you're like wow it's so cheap this these fl- these tickets but it has like no frills and if you add anything it just that's where they get you so be careful about that yeah yeah, bring your own food oh, even. You know what? I, <laughs> it costs I, I did, and they were like, you can't eat on the plane without our, not eating our food. I'm like, are you serious? And so we, we snuck what? me. I mean, like, I, I, when I was you, on the flight, I, I snuck Yeah, you it. sneak it, right? I did, but they were like, because they want you to buy a meal, you know, so. Uh, That's so funny, yeah. So when you pack, um, you know, it depends on the duration of your trip. But generally, I like to pack uh, a carry-on. And if I'm going for more than, I don't know, two weeks to some place i'd like to carry a, like a, a, a suitcase or some sort of bag that i i can i can check on the plane yeah work out what the weather is like where you're going you know because if you go if you, especially if you travel from the northern to some southern hemisphere or the other way around it it might be completely different seasonal if you're somewhere tropical you come from somewhere cold right you're not going to need those uh those heavy jackets and when you're packing for a flight every Kilo counts. Yeah. So most airlines, um, most airlines, when they do international flights, they provide. If you get, you, if you get your luggage for, for like, if you get one car- uh, checked in luggage included in the price of your ticket, it's probably twenty to twenty three kilograms for a, a basic economy. So we probably should explain explain what a check in luggage is and what a okay, carry on luggage is. So go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so basically. If you have a carry-on luggage, you uh, take it on the plane with you. It's uh, like a, you know, like a handbag or a, or a backpack or like a little little suitcase, the smaller suitcase that you you can buy in, in those those pairs. And the check-in as they goes on the plane in the luggage compartment. You don't when you check in to the airline when you get to the airport, you give them your 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 luggage and it yeah, disappears. They tag it first, but yeah. And then when you get your destination, yeah, they tag it, yeah. <laughs> and then when you get your destination, it hopefully, fingers crossed, 
you see it in the conveyor belt at the other side and you can pick up the luggage. And I've been very fortunate. I've, n- I've never lost a piece of luggage ever. I've never or had it lost on me. Like I've always had my luggage come out. So, you know, I've gotten it, but I've gotten bank I've, luggage banged around a bit, but I've never had it lost. Yeah. I've had a story where like I had to stop off in the airport for, it was like really short layover and um, not layover, but yeah, uh, it was really short stay. And, I had to pick up the luggage from the plane. Like they didn't transfer my luggage. So I had to pick it up and then run over to the next plane and like check in that luggage and then get on the plane at the other airport. That happened to me once. That was yeah. That was a terrible. lot of con- actually that's but that's pretty common for a lot of countries. Uh, most countries they even if you're transferring to a different country, uh, they require you to take your checked luggage, take it out when you arrive in their country. So the classic example for me is whenever you if you fly to Canada via the United States, which is a very reasonable thing to do because usually the American airlines are cheaper than the Canadian or the the, the Canadian option. So um, when you fly into the United States, they require you to pull your luggage out, your checked luggage, to t- get it off the conveyor belt, and then check it again into the, the next airline that you're flying with. They will not transfer for you. They ha- they rec- That's funny. That's never... Yeah, that's never happened to me. And uh, this was this was a domestic flight. Like, I, w- I was coming in internationally, but it was a domestic flight from yeah, that the, point Yeah, even on. with that, a lot of... Con- Canada's the same so, way, though. Canada, yeah. Canada and the United States are both the same way. China's that way, I know for sure. Singapore wasn't. Um, but I, I can't vouch for countries in Europe and stuff like this. I've never been there. I don't know. The, none of the countries I've been oh, to have been like that, so I don't know. So, uh, <laughs> you know... You know what? We'll Most what places will provide you with that information before you, like, they'll tell you on the flight. They'll say, hey, like, that's another thing. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it. But when you're on the plane, make sure you listen to the announcements because they are they can be very important. Like, for example, saying you need to go pick up your baggage. You know, they'll tell you that on the flight. Yeah. So we, we know that we have to pack according to whatever um, location you're going to. So if it's hot, if it's cold, just keep that in mind. If it's hot, just bring a, a jacket just in case, you know, maybe the aircon's cold, you want a little jacket with you or like a jumper yeah. or something. And uh, yeah, if you're going somewhere cold and, you, and you're from a hot country, you know, check the weather. If it's too, like, you might have to buy some cold weather gear depending on how cold it is. Yeah, if you're going for a going. ski holiday, make sure I you think, pack accordingly, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, but I think it's important, um, if especially the first few times you fly, is make a checklist of everything that you need to bring because you you will forget something if you haven't if you're not experienced right like you know you have like your underwear you have your socks you know you have your your charges for your phone or your laptop you know you have what else let's run through a yeah, list of things so that you, you need, need so on you need the international appropriate flight. clothes um, i would definitely recommend you know it depends on how long you're staying but probably uh, you know, if like if you're going for two weeks, let's say, let's just kind of stick to that. So you're probably gonna pair pack about five five pairs of yeah. underwear. Uh, you're probably gonna pack about you know about three th- three bottoms and about f- four tops. You know, give or take something like that. Um, yeah. You want to have probably at least an extra pair of shoes if you possibly can, and especially if you're gonna do like stuff like you're gonna visit like a nice restaurant or something like that make sure you have appropriate wear for that you know like have i always try to pack like one kind yeah. of dressy kind of outfit not super dressy but in, like so, you know something sufficient i'm not packing a suit every time i'm not that i'm not at that stage of my life yet but um <laughs> but generally <laughs> having something nice that you can yeah you can be in a little bit more of a formal setting um and then yeah so like you said electronics so make sure that you bring uh you know you bring your tablet and all the 
all the and your tablet, your phone, maybe your computer, depending on the trip, and then all the appropriate cords. You know, don't bring Ethernet cables and stuff like that, and don't bring you know keyboards and this sort of thing unless you really need it. Definitely um, not. Try to cut out stuff like that, and then you know. Um, I think before we move on from electronics, that we have converters to worry about because not every country has the same plug. Important. So my my recommendation is what I do is I buy a single converter, and then I bring uh with those multi the multi tab things from your like you have like a like a board and you have like say four mm-hmm. plugs in it, so you bring one of those from your own country and then plug that into the converter. So you only have to buy one converter, you don't have to buy one for every. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, what a lot of countries are doing, especially more like what developed countries basically are putting USB ports into outlets nowadays. So you can just plug in your USB directly into the outlet. So that's pretty nice because uh, USB is <laughs> it's universal serial bus. It's universal. Universal. Uh, so uh, <laughs> yeah. So definitely yeah. make sure that you can plug stuff in USB. Like I have, for example, I have a phone that has the new USB C. So it's got that new port. Just make sure that you bring a cord that has the other end has the basic USB, um, so that you can plug it into those type type of ports. Because I've I've had I've had problems when especially when I went to Brazil, and I didn't bring a converter with me, and then I just couldn't charge my phone. I, I mean, I could charge my phone, but I couldn't yeah. charge my laptop. It was just not possible. Yeah, so I had to. I've managed like to solve the problem, but it it wasn't easy. So just yeah, make be sure very careful that. about that. Um, and then for, and then I yeah. suggest for the female listeners of the world, um, you know, try to make sure you're packing your. To- well, this is for true for men. Pack to- toiletries, you know, tooth toothbrush, toothbrush, toothpaste. Yeah. Uh, but there, of course, the important thing about liquids is, uh, you know, if you're gonna pack your makeup and this sort of thing, make sure that the liquids are all in under a hundred milliliter containers because in most security checkpoints at the airport nowadays, is if if. Uh, a container can contain more than 100 milliliters of liquid in it. Even if it's not full, even if it's got three drops in it, they're going to make you throw it away because that is the new the new restrictions yep. nowadays. So the, if you're going to pack liquids, uh, which sometimes you do, like you have your hairsprays or you have certain bottles of whatever you need, then pack it into your check-in luggage because that's fine, but you just cannot carry on more than 100 milliliters of a, of a liquid or a gel in on the on your carry-on luggage. Yeah, uh, bring for the ladies, bring pads or tampons from your own country because you might not like the brands that they have in the other country. Then you're kind of like stuck using them. And I know it's like a comfort thing. Some people, some people are really enjoy their own yeah. brand. Like they, they found like a comfortable one they and, like and they, they stick and to I it. So bring enough. Uh, on that topic, really quickly, is um, a lot of countries actually don't like don't sell tampons specifically, um, especially like Asian countries. They're not they're not very popular in Asian countries. So um, if you if you do use tampons, make sure you pack your own because you're going to have difficulty either finding them or they're going to be very expensive in comparison to where you, what you buy, what you pay for at home. Yeah. Yeah. And that's two, that's two dudes talking um, about menstrual so, cycles. So, you know, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. We should be more comfortable. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm fine. Let's be honest. It's kind of fun. It's, there I'm you go. fine as well, yeah. We're both super comfortable. Um, so, <laughs> so once you kind of have all this stuff, oh, and then, you know, it depends on what type of trip you're doing too. So you might need specific kind of equipment. So... For example, the big trips are ski hall, yeah, Sports ski holidays or uh, snorkeling or or a scuba. So you know, I'm not saying pack a pack a pair of skis unless you're you have the wherewithal to do that because that can be a bit pricey. But you know, definitely make sure that you have the right kind of gear for it. Uh, goggles if you're gonna go skiing, like yeah, ski goggles, or if you have, if you're gonna go, you're gonna go underwater, then you know, swimming goggles, that sort of thing, very important. Swimsuit always very important to bring. Usually, it, even if you're going to a cold country, yeah, uh, they'll have pools at hotels, and if you want to go swimming, then make sure you pack a swimsuit. That's very important. Yeah, so I think that leads on to buying a ticket. So now that you know where you're going, what you what you're gonna do there, and how much gear you're gonna need, then you can finally. Like, you know what you're going to need in the plane ticket because not all plane tickets are the same. Um, what's your tip if you're not going to an agency to find a cheap plane ticket? So like, if we're looking for it? budget, um, I, I generally go on a, um, I don't know how to call them, but like the, the ticket booking services. So the, the classic example for us North Americans is Expedia. So I use Expedia.ca as a Canadian, obviously, but uh, there's Expedia.com. Um, there's other websites I, I can't vouch for any particular website so you need to do a little bit of research but the common ones are Expedia Hipmunk which is H-I-P-M-U-N-K and then um, the other one is uh, Skyscanner I think that's a uh, a British one or a China, I can't remember where it's from exactly but they're, they're all fairly similar um, and they all do the kind of the same thing that's one th way to do it the other way is to go directly onto the the airline's website itself and book it from them maybe they have specials on that the 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 uh the search service doesn't doesn't have access to so you maybe do a little bit more research if you're really looking for a budget ticket that's the way to go enjoy i definitely use skyscanner that's that's my my one uh and the other one that's been good recently is just google flights is they have like a little search engine, a bit like skyscanner it doesn't search as many locations but the user interface is really easy so you can see what um when are the cheap days a lot easier compared to a lot of other services so i i that's kind of yeah like those how are I both yeah those are both really good um i definitely use like different sources because like use the the airline's own website use skyscanner use expedia use google flights whatever use everything search for the same dates on everything that you want because you can find like some places have it cheaper than others like that happened to me. I was using one service f for my flight to Korea. Then I then I uh, googled the same dates on another service, and I found it like a lot better airline for the same price. So yeah, it was, that's it was right. Uh, airlines are not all designed the same. Uh, so like we said earlier, there are some budget airlines that look very cheap, but you have to be very careful about them because they don't have all the uh, frills like you know check-in luggage or that you can only you can only carry on one bag and usually you can carry on a bag plus like a laptop bag or something like like a purse or something small like that to put you can put under the seat um in front of you uh yeah you need to be careful with the really but they're like wow that's like that's like 300 cheaper than every other ticket yeah it's 300 cheaper for a reason so you need to be very very careful about that i find that um some websites don't actually look at those those airlines like like Expedia might might not look at it because yeah. there there's a, it's a bit of a trap 
you know, like people will be like, oh my gosh, it's so cheap. I'm definitely going to book that. And then they don't put any research into it. And they, they, it, it definitely is a trap, but I, I, I do like them for some flights. Like, yeah. I, like if you, it really depends on your flight, but yeah. Oh no, yeah. I I'm not saying them. don't use budget airlines. Uh, All yeah. I'm saying is that know what you're getting. Yeah. Be you careful. need to know what you're paying for. Yeah, definitely. Because if you're going to, if, yeah, if just you want to fly somewhere for like a three day trip or like a, like a quick whatever, you know, like you're flying for a long weekend to somewhere to just to see it and then you're going to go home, right? A budget airline is awesome because you're just going to put a backpack on or you're going to have like a small carry on. You're not going to pack, you know, four pairs of shoes and a, and a, and a wardrobe of clothes. You're just going to take what's basically on your back plus maybe a quick pair of clothes and, and that's it. And that's all you need. And a budget airline is perfect for that. Yeah, well, sometimes a budget airline is, even with all the extras, is cheaper than the other airlines. But just consider everything because it's hard to know without um, actually being on the flights yourself. But there's definitely different comfort levels even in the in the economy classes between airlines. So you just have to, like, fly to learn that kind of thing. Um, but also flight times can get affected because, for my f- example, for my flight to Korea coming up, I can pay was like $700 on the budget airlines, like including baggage and uh, some other cheaper airlines that include baggage already like 750 or something like that. Or I can pay 1,200 and half my flight time. So it goes from like a 20 hour flight with one stop on the way to a, a direct flight that is like eight hours or something like that. Yeah. And you you're going to be so very quick to discover that direct it, flights it, are more expensive than, than connecting flights. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. For sure. So. Yeah. So it, it, how much money do you want to spend? That's 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 where it comes down to. And uh, and sometimes spending more money isn't better. Sometimes saving money is more expensive in the long run, you know? So yeah. just look at the fine print. Look at the flight times. Things to look out for. Flight times, how much baggage you can ca- take with you. Um, if you can cancel or, or trans, like, or, you know, change the date of the flights. Um how many stops there are? What else? Yeah, I think that's, that's everything. Basically, and like if you, it depends on the time of your layovers, right? So my my kind of pitfall yep. I I ended up doing was one time when I was flying from China to uh, Canada, I flew through San Francisco, which I'm probably never going to do again if I can avoid it, um, because I ended up, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, the way I booked my tickets is that like the, on the return trip, and I didn't really pay enough attention. It was the next day, so I had to go book a hotel. So it actually like ended up costing me probably about the same as if I had just not done that. And then you know, on the flip side, I also flew with an airline that screwed up and bumped me off a flight, and I was stuck in I was stuck in San Francisco for a day, so that was really irritating. But I got I got I got something out of it. Obviously, I got I got I got a coupon. Yeah. But, um, but you, know, <laughs> you avoid avoid that you need to make sure that your your flight times are you know you don't want to have to pay, book a hotel right because don't think oh i'm i'm gonna stay in the yeah, terminal exactly. you know because that was my mentality and this is like a super budget way of trying to travel is like i'm just gonna avoid paying for a hotel for the night i'm just gonna try and sleep in the in the terminal or sleep in the airport in general that's not gonna work it's not gonna work the way you think you're probably gonna yeah. end, ha- end up having to find a place to stay because um, the airport might not even like let you do that, right? At the very at the very minimum, or sometimes you just there's just no practical way for you to do that. So it's better to just book a flight that you don't have to be in a, in a connecting area, if, like, and you need to sleep uh, for like you know eight hours or twelve hours or whatever. It's just 
bad. It feels bad. It feels really super bad. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. I it it's it's hard to relate how tiring flying can be. Just like you're just sitting there, but it gets yes, really tiring. It drains you a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so that's basically a bit booking tickets. Um, make sure you're booking. Uh, the other quick tip I'd give for that is um, generally generally not all the time, but generally weekends are a little bit more pricey than weekdays. So try to fly on a weekday if you possibly can. Um, Some airlines provide sports equipment for yes, free as well. Yeah, no, there's lots of little tips. Depend sometimes like if you're flying yeah. with a bike or with a uh, with with skis, you might be able to pack that in as one of your your checked in luggage items and they just charge they don't charge you for it which would be nice but you know yeah. make sure you, like always do your research and make sure you look ahead and check at the airlines call them if you have to you know say listen this is what my situation is what's the what's the policy around this all right yeah that, that's mm-hmm. that sounds about right um what about like travel insurance yeah, so travel insurance is important i think um it depends on what you intend to do there i i mean Insurance in general, if you can afford it, is a good thing to have. You know, you don't want to get stuck um, on the other side. So, I I can't recommend a specific travel uh, travel insurance brand, but I've I buy it generally when I'm going somewhere for a while, or uh, if I if if you're intending to do something that probably has some risk to it, like skiing or or snorkeling or. Uh, if you're going to skydive, I, I believe they make you get insurance if you don't have it already, if you go skydiving. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, so w- what is covered in, in travel insurance? So you, you can get like, a, if you get injured or something like you, you touched on, they'll cover up to a certain amount, which is, it was like a big amount. But if it's a really, really big problem that you've come up with, you know, like on the flight, then you they'll, you'll probably just fly home and get it like sorted out there. But like hospital expenses because that can be pricey depending on which country you go to and things like that um then you have things like you know you lose your luggage or the airline delays you or you get things robbed you know uh there's a bunch of things like if you die there's like they'll give you some your family some money kind of thing even you know, it's like some life insurance kind of thing so it it depends on the level of cover and and which insurance you go for and things like that. But it's definitely worth getting because like all those little things that you worry about, like what happens if my passports get stolen, you suddenly like, it's a little bit easier on you. You don't have to think about it as much. I mean, you should always look after your passport. Don't leave it, you know, sitting around, but it definitely takes a weight off your shoulder by just having that cover. It, it's, it's not no, that expensive it's not either. Bad. It's generally pretty affordable. I and It's definitely way more affordable than something happening and you having to pay out of your pocket. So I would I would highly suggest yeah. travel insurance. Even even just a, if you have to, if you if you really can't afford too much of a, just a basic plan just to cover yourself, you know, just so you don't. Yeah, and like it, yeah, get, at least get the health part of it. If you get injured or something, yeah, at least right. get that part. But it, it covers things like if, if you get, if you have to buy a like if your airline delays you they'll they'll give you money for like booking a hotel or like um uh, if if your luggage gets yeah, damaged exactly. on the flight yeah it, things like it that covers, yeah, it, yeah, so it's just, right. it doesn't yeah, just cover cool. you know a loss of a limb you know it covers the other important it covers other yeah. important small bits in traveling that are and things yeah, that exactly, happen all the time exactly. as well so just uh yeah, yeah i would have that in mind um now you t- you touched on this quickly. Don't lose your passport. Um, 
the the one thing the one tip I could I could I would love to suggest to people is when you're traveling you have the, the there's like a priority list of things you cannot lose right and so the top of that priority list is your passport <laughs> that's number one don't lose your passport number two don't lose your money so where whatever form your money is on your person you cannot let that get lost or stolen right number three don't lose your passport yeah don't yeah <laughs> that's it's that that's important <laughs> uh, but then and then i'd say the important? last two things are uh your phone slash camera so basically your pictures because those are things you'll never get be able to get back and then um any other important documents that you need to to travel around right so if you have um some sort of uh you know visa stuff or whatever that you need to carry off outside the passport make sure that you don't lose it because clothes clothes electronics all that stuff all that other stuff you can i I know it sucks but you can buy it back like you can you can buy that that pair of nikes again like it's not essential in comparison to your money your your pictures and your passport yeah i look up whatever country you're going to look up the safety of that country for tourists and things like that because it, it can vary and there's diff there's different different scams for tourists that some countries like different countries do oh yeah and uh it's just by knowing them you're kind of like empowered and you won't get caught by fooled by them yourself and it usually isn't a big deal but it's always yeah. good to know especially the how dangerous like a location is it just in australia we have a website um I forget the name of it. But it's like a government-run website, and then you just type in, you know, the country you're going to, and it gives you all the the tips for that country, like uh, how safe it is, like travel recommendations for that country, blah blah blah. You know, yeah, exactly. Kind of thing. It's, it's it, and we have similar th- similar websites in Canada because not all countries are you know safe like the like our like our two countries, the Canada and Australia. You know, like people still you know I, I, like there's still kind of quote unquote highway robbers. There's there's dudes that will jump on your bus on the middle of the highway with weapons and 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 mug you, you know. Yeah, that that happens one hundred percent in Brazil. <laughs> I was <laughs> that happens there. They'll take your clothes, I, leave you well, naked. Okay, literally. I was gonna. I was trying to avoid naming a specific country, <laughs> but thank you for jumping on that grenade. Uh, yeah, well, I'm Brazilian, so I, I get <laughs> yeah, to I do was that. Exactly. So <laughs> if any if any other country, uh, yeah, you, you don't don't say bad things about another country. Oh yeah, That's I mean tip. yeah, like, of course. You can say bad things about your own country, but other people's countries. I, it's it's funny because uh, when when you travel to China, like this is always a classic example. People come here sometimes, um, not not very often. There's it's, this is more this is more of an exception than a rule, I think. But people come here and they want to like educate the Chinese on how awful the communist system is because they're like American or whatever, and they're like, oh, <laughs> like our system's so much better than the Chinese system, and they want to try and like educate people or save people or whatever. It's like don't don't do that. Like just knock it off like they don't want to hear it you know like and you know yeah. the best thing to do is to avoid politics altogether i think you know if you're in a country especially if it's a politically sensitive kind of country then you know keep your politics in your head you don't need to you know and then in some cases and i know this is a bit of a tricky thing for people but keep your religion also in your own head <laughs> don't don't go prophesizing in a country that might not appreciate yeah r- respect the country that you're visiting like please like i i see uh like i'm not gonna say which t- kind of tourist but i'm sure well-seasoned travelers know which tourists i'm talking about they really can be disrespectful to the culture they're in they don't you know they don't they go to like a holy site or something and just like you know you know take photos or really loud or just 
in general bother other tourists or other people there or like graffiti i've seen that you know like there's been a case i think like last year or the year before where someone did graffiti on the um pyramids in in giza in, in uh, giza, yeah. egypt yeah in giza yeah. yeah that's one yeah and yeah just don't don't do yeah, these things like so awful like, what? like you're re- as as bad as it sounds you're representing your country like you d- i know you don't want you don't want the responsibility but you are so yeah just, exactly like when because when when the news comes out someone defamed someone defaced the the appearance of giza is going to be this person age and then the country that person's from your your, your country's going to be represented you know yeah. maybe if you hate your country then have at it have at have at it i suppose but (laughs) don't do it just don't Um, yeah but some you can get in a lot of trouble for these kind of things because like you know what flies in america or something or australia doesn't fly in in china or 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 in the middle east some other one of my country i I have the middle east i have uh, example i have a great i had it while i was a friend it was a classmate of mine when i was in school and he flew from germany via uh, from germany to shanghai via uh dubai but he managed to fly into dubai around ramadan which i believe is coming up soon now uh this year but anyway um you're not allowed to for the uninitiated ramadan is a month in the on the islamic calendar where you're not supposed to eat or drink during the sun the daylight hours you you have to fast throughout the daylight and so you know this gentleman he was very not muslim he was a you know caucasian tall caucasian german and he had a bottle of water and he was walking around dubai and people were like hissing at him and like getting all upset and the police came over to him and said you have to throw that bottle of water away he's like no i don't but you know eventually he, he relented because he realized that he has no power in that situation but yeah you know be careful don't 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 bring your it's, culture to their country because yeah. you're in their country you need to respect where you are I mean, I guess to some people that might sound really like strict or stupid or whatever, but it's, I don't know how to explain it. Like it just, it just is the way it is. And you got to respect that. You you can't, you can't come into, into a place with thinking that your beliefs are more important than someone else's. Like you can't, you you can't expect, like, can you imagine if someone flew to your country and did something that was okay in their country? I'm not going to name any examples, but if they did something that was totally normal or totally uh, part of the culture within their own country and they did it in your country that was like totally taboo, how would you feel? You would feel, you'd feel awful, right? Or you, you know, I'm, I'm going to bring up an okay. example because I think like it shows kind of like the cultural differences and how something can be bad in one country and not in another. Um, there's the, the toilet is uh, something that can be quite a different experience, in different countries. And and I think this is what you're going to understand is like, you're going to, sometimes you're going to make mistakes. You go to another country, you won't know something that is not allowed, like drinking water. And you're going to make a mistake. And the same thing happens when people come to your country. They're going to do something they don't know, they don't understand, they're going to make a mistake. So the example I do is, uh, you know, Chinese tourists, they go inside the toilet and they stand on the toilet seat to do their, to do their business. Because in China, you have uh, toilets on the ground. What, what are they toilets. called? I'm not sure. Squat yeah, toilets, like, yeah. yeah, and it's, yeah, they just it's it's quite different. They don't, you know, depends on what part of China you come from. You might not have a seen, sitting toilet, you know. A re- you say a regular. Toilet, so See, you, you were about to say regular, to regular for us. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, but, but basically, I wrote, yeah, exactly. Regular but for a, us, like a, yeah. a sitting toilet. Now, <laughs> I'm just gonna jump out ahead. And living in China for many years, 
there are many sitting toilets, especially in the larger cities. Uh, but you're right. A lot of smaller rural people, they probably don't have much experience with a sitting toilet. They, a lot of Chinese don't like sitting toilets because they don't find it hygienic because other people have sat on that toilet before. <laughs> so they prefer school. I, I don't find them hygienic. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I hate sitting in sitting yeah. toilets in public. Well, in public yeah, that's, toilets, that's not, yeah, it's not only a Chinese thing. But as I was saying, but yeah, that, like they'll, 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 they'll do it here too, though. They'll, some of them will uh, squat on the, the bowl, essentially, uh, to do their business. And then yeah. the other thing that they can do here, for example, is... Uh, there will be a trash bin. And this is not a Chinese thing. This is a lot of countries in the world do this. Uh, because the plumbing is not designed to handle toilet paper, there will be a bin to the side of the toilet designed for you to throw your dirty yeah. toilet paper into. And so so it doesn't get flushed, so it doesn't clog up the piping. So, you know, imagine someone comes – uh, well, let's not say just a Chinese person, but a person that has that system. Yeah. They fly into Australia, and they, they do their business, and they wipe up, and they throw stinky – paper into your bin they just don't know yeah. that they can flush it but yeah. they just do it because that's what they've always done or like i've i've done that before i've went to another country and i've tried flush my toilet paper and i closed yep. up the toilets i've done it once or twice a few yep. times <laughs> <laughs> yeah so my, my point is it's it's really hard to be 100 like uh perfect you know you're gonna make mistakes people are gonna make mistakes to your country so just be understanding of that yeah. like don't, but don't but don't believe that your that your system other... is right because you're not it's not right where yeah, you are exactly, all the time. Yeah, exactly, because everyone's, right? yeah. You know, yeah, don't... exactly, exactly. I mean, there's a, it's a fine line, like, because on the other side of it, don't lose all of your integrity and, like, like totally abandon, go into abandon because you believe that it's okay where you are to do stuff that's probably not okay in your own country. Like, you know, I'm ta- I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking yeah, exactly, at you people that yeah. go to Thailand and do naughty things in Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I thought about that. I wasn't, that was, I wasn't, but yeah, that's, that you know, yeah, that's, that's not okay. Like, you know, yeah, that's just because it's okay. Let's, let's, it might kind of not, yeah. not really okay there, but kind of okay there. I don't do that. That's disgusting. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, this, this, yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> it's it's oh, these things are really difficult. Just keep an open mind yeah. and be understanding. Yeah. All these things. And try your best. So I mean, the very the very worst. So try now, best, the other yeah. kind of thing when you're in another country, they speak also, a different language most of the time. Yeah. And so yeah. when when is, when do you need to speak their language? Like, do you need to before I fly to, uh, I don't know. Let's think of an example. Before I fly to Brazil, do I need to learn how to speak Portuguese? Like I was, I would. It it helps. Like any like any country, it's of gonna course. help a lot. If you can know a little bit of Portuguese before you fly somewhere, you, you can. Yeah, it's definitely really helpful. Um, yeah, um, I've I've never had an experience where I've been to Brazil without knowing the language. So it's hard mm. for me to relate, and I've always had family, so it's it's really really hard for me to relate to that. But uh, there are definitely countries like if you go to Sweden, a lot of people know English, or if you but if you go to uh, I don't know. I can't think of another country now, but there's definitely countries out there that maybe French is a good example. They speak English, but they don't like it when you just speak English. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I so mean, there are countries like it's, it's, the way I could describe yeah. it is there are countries that um, that speak English because they are a tourism kind of country. And so a lot of people speak at least rudimentary English, enough English for you to communicate basic points. You're not going to have a discussion about you know nuclear physics with them but you are going to be able to talk to them about <laughs> ordering food you know washing clothes getting to places that sort of thing so you know places like southeast asia most country most most tourism areas in southeast asia will have english speakers so you'll be okay there um yeah france is an example of a country that you know they have a very 
you know, very specific culture. And, you know, also they have a, they've had a long, interesting relationship with the English, so they definitely prefer if you spoke French there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and yeah. they also had a, have had an interesting relationship with the Americans in the last hundred plus years. But anyway, um, y- you know. <laughs> and there's some countries that just don't speak English. Yeah. So it's just, you just, you have to know where you're going to. But I think it's always respectful to at least learn. Yeah, a you few need to words. be able to say hello. You know, thank you at least. Like, hello. Goodbye. Yeah, exactly. Those things, and then you know. Basic things I need to go to. Like, you don't need to ex- express, I need to go to the toilet where, where would be the nearest place to go. And so you can just say toilet and they'll understand. Okay, this this foreigner yeah. doesn't speak, doesn't know how to ask that question, but he, know, but he or she is asking where the toilet is. I can understand based. Like, the classic example is if you say Wait. WC for toilet, a lot of countries still call uh, toilets water closets. So. So you can just say WC uh, and they'll be able to point you in the right direction, you know. A lot of countries in, like, especially like fast food places, they have numbers next to the whatever you're ordering. So you can just like say yeah. the number in, yeah. you know, with your with your fingers or yeah. in the language. How or to say whatever. how much, you know, that's important. Yeah. That's important. You know, how that's much, sort of yeah. Be able, to, be able to count to 20-ish. And it depends, obviously it depends on the, the country you're going to because some, some currencies are in the thousands. You know, like I know you're about to go to Korea and everything's yep. in the thousands. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, and, yeah. You know, but yeah, generally, especially if you're in the bigger cities in a country, there will be English speakers for sure. If you start going into the countryside of most countries, you're going to you're gonna lose that, that, uh, that chance to speak English because most people are not going to be able to speak it. Yeah, you, you kind of like you can't be expected to know every language of yeah, every exactly. country you visit. Yeah, exactly. So, just, especially if you're doing like a multi-country yeah. and uh, tour, like if you're gonna like the, the classic tours to go through Southeast Asia, but let's say you're going through Europe, they they you can't be expected to speak. You're going to France, Germany, Switzerland, Italy, Austria, Hungary, Czech Republic, Slovakia. You can't speak all those languages. You know, like most <laughs> of them will speak common yeah. English enough to get by, but you can't be expected to learn Czech as well as French. Like it's just it's not reasonable. And you're going to make mistakes in the language and just like uh, behavior and things like that. And people are going to understand. It's not like, uh, you know, yeah, people understanding. They understand you're from a different country. Just like when tourists come to your country, uh, hopefully you're understanding of them and their situation and just everyone just get along and no war and peace. Yeah, peace I would really, one, one thing that I suggest <laughs> to people, to tourists is uh, you need to be able to remain calm if they don't understand you. Because I think um, this is, I don't know if it's a, yeah, some some cultures have this problem where they get like more and more agitated and they get a little bit panicked that oh my gosh this person's not understanding me I need to, them to understand me right now why aren't they not understanding me uh, not to point too many fingers but the Chinese can be a little bit like that like if they get to mm-hmm. a place and they try to speak Mandarin to somebody and the guy's just like I don't speak Mandarin and then they get like more and more agitated because they don't speak Mandarin it's just like you know like I had a I had an episode of yeah. that when I was in Australia I was like there's like a a tourist that was like trying to say I need to go back into the store they, the guy wouldn't let her in the store for it was boxing day it was a bit of a mayhem kind of event but anyway they, they the guy wouldn't let her into the store because there's a queue and so I, I, I said to the guy I said hey man do you speak any Mandarin he was like no I'm like I said to my so I turned to her I said she, he doesn't speak Mandarin you're not gonna what do you need and I just kind of helped her out that way but it's just like this isn't it's not gonna yeah, work yeah I mean you're like trying to brute force speak Mandarin to somebody it's not going to do it and of course the same as in English if you're somewhere and they don't understand English you know don't get agitated it's not their fault I, th- I think that's leads on to like uh, it can be really stressful traveling it's hard but keep that in mind like uh, 
there's something called culture shock where, you know, you, you kind of start like, uh, you know, missing what you had back home. Like, especially if you had, like the longer you travel, you know, the longer you, you've been there, you start hating where you're from and like where you are, like kind of like the cultural differences and eventually you end up liking it, blah, blah, blah. This whole range of emotions that's really common for travelers, especially if you travel for a long time. Just, I don't know, just uh, keep that in mind. and Yeah, I think so for just, sure. Yeah, remain calm, like you said. and. Um, so a couple yeah. other tips I definitely want to provide for everybody. So this is just kind of miscellaneous kind of tips at this point now. Um, one very important tip, and my father always taught this to me when before I traveled the first time and always, 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 is when you leave a room, look behind you because it's very possible you left something behind and uh, you don't want... 100%. So, so always turn that, around. Yeah. Like when you stand up from a restaurant... Uh, if you get off a bus, you know, like any any situation where you've been sitting, you've been there for a while, turn around and look at where you were sitting because and look quickly. Uh, and then that leads me to the next point. When you're leaving a hotel for the like when you're checking out, like do a thorough search of the, the, the hotel. Like you don't need to rip the mattress off the bed, but you need to like look, look in all the right places. Make sure you didn't leave anything behind because once you've left, it's gone. And uh, it's very hard for you to probably get that back. Some hotels might be providing, they might like if you've like missed it, like you messed up and you forgot like uh, like your e-reader or something like that, they might be able to send it to you or something like that. But it's just so much more hassle than if you had just turned around and saw your Kindle sitting on the table, you wouldn't have had that problem one way or another yeah i'm al i'm always the one like if i'm traveling with, like family or something i'm always the one looking behind everything like i look underneath the bed in case i drop something just like every corner i just run through each room da, 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 done all right we didn't forget anything like 100 sure we didn't forget yeah anything look there. at the bathroom it's very possible you forget like, it, your, it, it, your electric razor yeah you know, like just small stuff like that yeah and uh w when you're traveling and you do lose something you kind of want to be like yep i've i checked the you know I, I made 100% sure that I didn't leave anything in the hotel room, you know, so we don't have to like look for it there, that kind of thing. If, if you're able to go back to look for something, if yeah. you lost something, you know, sometimes you're on the flight and you realize you forgot something, you can't go back. You can't turn the flight around. You can't be like, hey, pilot, <laughs> I forgot my socks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> and talking about flights, another yeah, place so. that people often leave things is the, the pouch in, on the seat in front of you. So if you put like a book there, or you put you put like some people put their passport there, which I would highly recommend against doing that. Keep it in your bag or keep it on your person. Don't don't let it leave those two zones, basically, because uh, you know people put stuff in the yeah. pouch and then they they at the beginning of the flight and then eight eight ten twelve fifteen hours later they get off the plane and they're like ah you know I'm here I'm finally in I'm finally in the in Dubai and they get off the plane and then oh crap my passport was on the on the plane they have to you know that's that's. It's not like the plane's going anywhere immediately, so it's not usually not a big problem. But you know, it, it's a more hassle that you need to deal with. So mm. don't do that. For sure. Yeah. Um, another another very important tip is um, customs. So when you arrive in a new country, um, most of the time you have to go through an immigration process. Um, now, it depends on where you're flying. Um, the ones I've dealt with are primarily pretty good. Um, so I've when I've, whenever I come into China, China, they kind of just look at all your documents. They look at your visa, look at your passport, look at your picture, look at you, kind of do some signing, stamp, 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 see you later. They don't really talk to you very much. The Americans will ask you questions. Um, so you need to, you know, don't do anything shady. Just be honest. Tell them what you're doing. You know, don't be nervous because if you look nervous, huh. then uh, then they're going to be on you a bit. So if you're caught lying, if you're caught lying, then that's a big, they'll start interrogating you. Oh yeah, yeah, for so. sure. They, yeah, you're in trouble. So, I have a story. 
um, when I one of the, one of the more recent times I flown flew back into Canada. So this is in my own country from China. I was flying into Canada, and uh, I was I was connecting through the United States like I usually do. And I, I when I arrived on the air, I, I arrived into Victoria International Airport, and it's you have to get off the plane and walk on the tarmac to the to the terminal. So you're outside for about all of five minutes. But when I got off the plane, I was just kind of I wasn't dressed for it, and I was very cold, so I was like shivering. So when I got to uh, like my like the uh, uh, immigration officer, I was like I looked like I was nervous. I was shivering. I was just cold. Like I was I was tired and cold. <laughs> like I had had a long flight. I had just flown over the Pacific Ocean. I was just kind of dealing with stuff, and I wasn't like trying to hide anything. But he's just like, okay, I need to take you into the back room here, and we need to go through your luggage. <laughs> so I was like, oh my god. <laughs> so because he thought I was yeah. on, he thought I was either hiding drugs or I was on drugs. You know so. It was fine, and now I hope my name's not on a system in their system or something. I don't. I think you <laughs> and didn't put my name in there, so I don't get red flagged every single time I go through Canadian immigration. But um, you know, just be calm. Uh, they're asking questions because that's their job, and they're not trying to find something on you. They're just trying to do their job. So, you know, even if they are uh, gruff or unfriendly, it's you know, it's unfortunate. It'd be nice if they did it in a friendly, respectful way. Some of them don't. Um, but you just have to acknowledge that and just let them do their job and just do it as quickly. Let them do it as quickly as possible because they want you to get you through as much as you want to get through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that those are really good tips. Um, I think Australian customs is, is especially tricky because we don't allow a lot of things into the country like plants, animal products kind of things. A, lo- a lot of countries don't, but Australia is especially strict about it. And like, for instance, we were talking about sporting equipment. If you go scuba diving somewhere and you bring back like scuba gear, that that is troublesome for us. Cause yeah, so I don't, I've never done that before. So I don't know exactly what to do, but I know that's one of like the issues that people have, you know, like um, if there's like dirt on uh, on some like digging equipment you, you took overseas or something like that, you gotta, maybe you have to like leave it in the, um, what's it called? The way, Quarantine. 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 Yeah, the quarantine. Sometimes if you bring things from overseas, you have to leave in the quarantine. So just Yeah, uh, yeah, you guys are definitely more, you're more strict about that than we are for sure. Like they they just have a little box saying, "Have you been to a farm in the last 3 30 days?" you know. You just check no. Yeah, and, exactly. You know. Yeah. But and but yes, yeah, same thing. Don't bring don't bring fruit and vegetables from a different country cuz it might seem harmless to you, like you're not going to go plant another tree in a foreign, like because they're trying to deal with basically the reason they do that is they're trying to deal with a invasive species, so they don't bring you don't bring some species from another country that can just kind of ravage the the, the local, uh, which has uh, happened before. Oh, it happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me tell you what, I uh, it happens everywhere all the time. So yeah, like yeah. rabbits, rabbits in Australia are a really good example. Rabbits are a good example. Yeah, rabbits are a great example. Of that there's plants. You know, like the, some guy, um, one classic example, and from where I'm from, uh, a guy brought this like Scottish plant that he loved because he was from Scotland and he just wanted to have it in his garden or something like that. But it was just so aggressive that it just grew everywhere, and it was like it just like totally. <laughs> You know, and that's just the one classic example. You know, people bring uh, the 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 British are dealing with uh, American crawfish because they're some some American wanted to be able to sell, you know, do crawfish style cooking, and they yeah, Australia has cane toad problem now as well. That kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's just it's just so. And the other thing they also want to deal with is microbes. Like there might be like bacteria on the on that plant that's in that country, but not in the, the native co- the country you're flying into. So they're going to be paranoid about it. 
Yeah. And that can and wipe out local species and things like that. Oh, so it's, yeah, exactly. And it's, it ain't no joke. So, yeah. No, it's, it's very serious. So make sure you don't screw that up. Um, but, yeah, so – and then – If you are like, going to bring these things, I will mm. say that anything sealed from, like, factory sealed is usually okay. So if you bring, like, snacks over or something like that, those are usually yeah. fine. Yeah, and then the other thing to be sealed. the other thing to be careful the other couple of things to be careful about when you're flying through when you're going through immigration slash customs. Um some immigra- some immigration customs agents uh in smaller countries and I had this experience in Cambodia, they might uh they might hassle you a bit for money. Um it depends on the situation. Do a little bit of research, uh especially if you're flying into a country that's one one would consider a little bit lesser developed. Um because you know, they're they're basically looking for a bribe so they can take a little bit extra money home at the end of the day for their for their family. So, um, you know, you can there's one there's two ways to approach it. One is just pay them and just get on with your life. Uh, I wouldn't recommend that because that's re- rewarding kind of not great behavior. The other thing to do is to, to yeah. stand your ground and say, no, listen, I know how much this costs. You know, and generally, if you give them any sort of resistance, then they'll probably let it go. Like they pro- they won't they're not going to reject you of the country always you can always ask to see a supervisor right so you know it's just something that you may encounter it's not very common but it's possible um yeah uh, yeah i'm not sure we can get into this one but animals if you have like an animal you want to bring from um oh, one mean, country to another yeah if you're going to travel it, it, it don't, can be don't bring super difficult yeah don't, don't bring don't bring your pet if you're, if you're moving to another country though Sometimes yes. you want to bring your pets, but sometimes it's just not possible. Oh, it's arduous. Like, it's super arduous. Yeah. Yeah. Like I well, had like f- in Australia, like it's just not possible to bring some animals into a, into our country. Like that's yeah. And, you know, if we have like some cats and dogs or something, I'm not sure exactly what the process is, but at the very minimum, you'll you'll they have to be in quarantine for several months. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's, well, I had I it had ain't a friend, easy. I had a friend that was living here, and she had a cat that you know was very much part of the family she moved back to new zealand and she had to uh she had to get all the shots for the cat and then she had to have all that paperwork and then she had to put the cat into quarantine in singapore for like three to six months i can't remember how long she put it in there but she had to pay for all that you know it was not it was not cheap the way like she showed that the the bills and it's like holy crap like how much you have to pay to get this cat to a different country is so arduous it's not worth it don't travel don't travel with animals well definitely not travel yeah if you're just going to visit don't travel Uh, but the other thing I was going to say about about customs is be careful with um, tobacco alcohol and cash money because they a lot of places are very strict about those three things obviously in drugs don't bring drugs that's stupid <laughs> I, I figured I didn't think I didn't think I had to say that I just said it anyway though yeah but, and, and just cause a drug's legal in your country doesn't mean it's legal that's in right country. Yeah, yeah just because marijuana <laughs> might be legal in, in, in Washington state does not mean it's legal in other countries don't don't move weed across across uh, on an airplane but anyway it can get re- drugs can get really serious that's like oh. even like a, a a nothing drug you know like marijuana for example like well, can be oh it can like be insane it can, oh, it yeah. can be a death penalty you know like it, it can, can. Be, it so like we've the, we've had controversies like that in australia actually like last year or year before or something like that yeah i mean my mom when she was flying uh she her my dad her dad sorry my dad and i not her dad my dad and i my dad and her oh my god my dad and my mother when they were flying around the world they flew into thailand and my mom this was back in the 80s and they had um she had film cartridges like the film uh, containers and the thai yeah. the thai customs agents made her open every single one just in case someone had slipped something into her bag 
Like, my mom had no drugs on her, but she was, there was always a chance that someone had taken something and put it into one of her cartridges, and so they wanted to check every single one. And she was like, she, yeah. told, she tells me to this day, she was like sweating profusely because she did not know if one of them had like a little packet of It of could cocaine. be possible, right? Yeah. It, it, that's that's something it, that, that they do, right? Like and she would never leave that country again because she would have been put thrown in prison or she would have been hanged. So... Um, yeah, she she was, yeah. That was one of the most scary I guess, things to happen. I guess that's thing. one that leads to like a, another tip. Uh, always keep sight of your luggages. Don't yes. let anyone, yeah, like yes. just don't leave it anyway. Go to the toilet, bring it with you. Well, yeah, I mean, there's two reasons why you shouldn't leave your luggage laying around. Number one is it can get stolen, you know, but number two is yeah. someone could put it in to try and sneak something across uh, customs. And so you get honestly. Caught. Yeah, honestly, the sneaking things across customs is a lot more serious than your bags getting stolen. Yes. If I'm going to be honest, you know. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're losing, <laughs> you're, you're losing yeah. your freedom, basically, on that one. Um, yeah. but, but like what I was saying, about, apart from the drugs, is alcohol, cigarettes, uh, there's usually restrictions on what you're allowed to bring to a country. Um, so you need to be careful about that, even if it's duty-free. Um, and then the other side is uh, uh, usually a lot of places don't let you fly fly around with more than... Ten thousand like American dollars worth of cash money in your in your pocket because uh, reasons I don't know they it's people you know people embezzle and stuff like that and they they try to smuggle money out of a country so they just don't. No, it's it's that. definitely tax yeah it's definitely tax reasons for sure and like, yeah, yeah of course yeah yeah that's right they don't want people flying tax dollars away from the country that they, you were just in yeah yeah um one yeah so. I, I feel like, you know, there's someone who's, you know, traveling for the first time, like, oh, let's get some tips on how to travel. And they've listened to this hour long rant of, of, <laughs> of problems that can happen and all these things they have to do. Why, why should this person travel? Why should we travel? I think traveling is amazing. You should definitely do it. What, what is your, what's your takeaway? Oh, I mean, I've been traveling most of my adult life. So yeah, I obviously have a very similar outtake, uh, <laughs> take on it. Um, I think travel... The, the reason why I like traveling so much, um, and I, not just from a personal thing, but like I think people should do it, is that you can see how other cultures um, are. Like it's not like I like seeing historical sites and I like seeing kind of like the big things. Like I've been to the Forbidden City probably too many times now that I want to be, but you know, doing that kind of stuff is nice. But what I really like is to see how people live outside of my own country, you know, so I have an appreciation. It, it, you definitely have a. I feel like people who travel, you have like a different outlook on life. Um, whatever that outlook is, it, it, I'm, it, it's different. It's for everyone, if everyone get, they get a different perspective, but I know that everyone who travels, like who have, who've traveled a lot, especially, they just see the world differently. And it's because you get that kind of like perspective. It, like it's like a different perspective. It's like you, you see how the other culture behaves and how they acts. You know, you try different food, you open your mind. It, you, you can't be in a con- another country for for long if you don't like open your mind and exercise this like muscle of of trying new things even if you don't like everything from there but you still have this you know you you realize especially if you never traveled before you realize that the the city you come from is not the whole world you know it's it's not the problems that you had before uh, not so big, you know, like the the issues you see everyone having sometimes are not as big as as uh, as issues that face other people in other countries and just in general, you know. Um, 
even if they don't have bigger issues, they have different issues and, and you kind of like realize what's like uh, important in your life kind of thing. At least these are the, the kind of things that I've experienced traveling. So everyone's different, but yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, every, yeah, right. Everyone is different. I, I have a very similar out, out take on it. Um, I, I feel that people should live abroad for a year in their life. At some point in their life, they should just do some sort of working holiday or they should go to school somewhere. They just should, if they, obviously if they have the wherewithal, I'm not saying that if you don't have the wherewithal, you can, but, um, you know, try to, try to leave, live outside your own culture for a year and see how it is. Cause you know, you're going to learn a lot of new things and maybe you can import some of the things that you learn about living in a different country back to your home country when you go. And that can be very good because yeah. a mixture of cultures, you can take some of the, the, the way to look at, I look at it is you can take some of the best, of all these different cultures and you can kind of work with it in that, you know, people need to be, <laughs> there's a classic example. People need to uh, be able to look at things differently and, and they, cause you just might never encounter it. Right. But like um, basic things like uh, I'm trying to think like, um, like tipping, it sounds strange, but like, like t- tipping is a thing that, as Americans and Canadians, we do all the time. And so we just assume that you always have to do that. But when you go to different countries and you see that people don't tip for a couple different reasons, A, they have the wages, like in Australia, they have the wages that don't really constitute being tipped. Like you don't really need to be tipped in Australia because you get paid enough by your employer to, to not be, or you get paid, or uh, they some some countries see it as a bit of an insult. Like, why do I need to be, pe- I, I'm doing I'm doing my job and I'm getting paid enough to do, do, do my job. Even if it isn't enough, I'm still, that's what I've been afforded to be paid. So just being able to look at how we can, you know, how that interacts with people, it's it's, it's important. Yeah. It's nice to be able to see those different perspectives. Yeah, see, that's like one example, but there's like hundreds of examples like that where you take some an idea for granted, but you might realize it's not such a great idea or you might realize actually that idea from your country is really good. Like it might go both ways, but yeah, um, yeah, there's definitely, yeah, I don't, I, it's hard to describe because it's like thousands of little things that yeah. you experience. And- okay, here's a great one. Here's one I always, I always appreciate. Another really great example. So this, uh, so if you've ever been to Japan or if you've seen Japanese people or Korea does this as well, a lot of them wear masks. And so you're thinking, oh man, that person must be from China and they just used to bad air pollution. No, no, no they're probably Japanese and they're sick. And when Japanese people in general and Korean people in general, when they get sick, they wear some sort of surgical mask or they wear like some sort of face mask so that they don't get other people around them sick, which is a great thing. I think it's amazing. Yeah, I really like that part of the culture. Just, I, 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 would, would, I would do it in Australia, but I feel like I'd get too many looks kind of thing. But yeah, it's, it's, they're so concerned about other people, like the other people's comfort, you know? Yeah. Especially like, you know, public transport or something, you're really close to each other. They're really concerned about other people and how how they're feeling and and their own com- their their comfort that they wear the mask to not get other people sick. It's yeah, a it, really good habit to get it's into. A, it's yeah. a, but that's something you can definitely import. You know, I think that's a great thing if you started doing that. I know the cultures in different countries are different, so they might not have that same level of um, concern about <laughs> about your neighbors or whatever. But it's a yeah. it's, it's a healthy thing to to think about. You know, yeah. It, I, like if, if doctors started recommending people doing that in Australia, that'd be great. Like I would say that's a um, cause you know, sometimes it's not just about the common cold getting around, you know, you, you get like a more serious illness. And then if it's in the culture to wear a mask, those illnesses just don't spread. Like it's so much more difficult for, you know, like the bird flu went around for a bit and all these other like swine, SARS or whatever, swine you know? flu. Swine flu like yeah. So, yeah. That's what I was thinking of swine flu. And, uh, 
yeah, it would be a, a lot more easier for the our like the doctors to keep these illnesses under control if we just have great like good habits like that. Yeah, but exactly. yeah, again, there's there's millions of like. I, I keep my numbers keep going. I said hundreds, now thousands, and now millions. But there's always there's so many different <laughs> little things that you come across, and it's hard to put everything. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Hard to, hard to describe. And you can't everything value there. everything is valued differently and everything else. But that's the reason yeah. to travel is to be able to learn these kind of things and see how the world is, and know that know that that corner of of Sydney or that corner of uh, you know Colorado is not the same. For everyone, you know, it's everyone lives in a yeah. different way. So, no, it's it's and it's nice to also have different uh, different experiences, meet lots of new people. You know, the great thing about traveling is you can you'll meet people from all over the world that are traveling to that that country as well. So if you go to if you fly into the Philippines, you're going to meet Americans and Canadians and French and Germans and Brits and Irish and all these different people from all over the world, and you get their perspectives as well. So you can kind of that's the best way to get. Just a, a influx of huge different points of view is to travel. Yeah, and uh, the different foods and things like that, the cultural things. I, I especially love eating in different country. If I'm gonna be honest, uh, it's 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 really nice. Like other cultures, food is like oh, like you can do this. Like oh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. it's great. I I always do. Um, whenever I had people come to to Beijing, I always did food tours. Like that was one. That was the thing. Like yeah, oh, yeah, the Forbidden City and the Great Wall, whatever, whatever. They're all right, but let's do. Let's go to the the restaurants. I really want to show you highlight the, the amazing elements of Chinese cuisine. You know. Yeah, that's definitely the, one of the great things. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess we didn't really ever talk about this as well. But one important thing is when you're traveling, obviously your money is not always going to be. Um, used in that the country you're traveling to. If you're American, um, you might no. get a bit luckier than others. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, the American dollars is, is valued in, <laughs> in some countries. Like I, I definitely used American dollars in Cambodia, um, but don't assume that. <laughs> if you're an American, yeah, for please sure. don't assume that you can always just spend your money as if you were in the states. But most of the time, uh, yeah, you can. You need to get an exchange of money. So there's a couple ways to do that. One is you can take out cash in your country um, and then go to a, a currency exchange in your country or in the country you're visiting to, uh, generally they'll either give you a rate that's not very favorable and, or they'll charge a fee. Or they'll do both. You know, some places will do, they'll charge a fee and they'll also give you some crappy, crummy rate that really kind of, uh, you know, skims off the top of your, your currency. The other option, which yeah. I think is better most of the time, is if you haven't, if the country you're traveling to has an ATM uh, that can accept your card, usually... You know, like a like different interact cards or F post or whatever. If they, if you can just ex, if you can just uh, withdraw money from that, that ATM in that country, uh, and then they'll charge the, your bank will probably charge you a fee of five to ten dollars, give or take, of like Canadian Australian dollars. That's probably a more affordable way because the rates probably going to be better on that on that exchange than yeah, the currency. Exchange. That's definitely the way I do it as well. As I, I like to withdraw the money from. The ATM for every country I go to, you got to be careful. I've had huge problems with that, not being able to withdraw money. So, um, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's not. It, it's, so yeah. my my tip would be to carry some cash on you that you can exchange if you need to, but like yeah. some of your 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 currency, so like a Canadian dollar and Australian dollar, or whatever. Um, but yeah, most of the time it's just better to just most countries. I, I think will have an ATM. I mean, come on. If you if you're gonna if you're gonna carry around money to exchange, you're better off having American money because uh, you're more likely to be able to exchange American money compared to any other. Any other country. Yes, that's true. Like if I go that's to true. If I, yeah, if I go to Brazil with Australian money, it's a lot harder for me to exchange that. 
Yeah, um, that's that's very true for for the for the, the the those poor souls of us that have not been we're not born in the United States of America. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's um, yeah no, but definitely the ATM thing is is a great tip. Um, other thing is having a credit card is great if you have like a Visa or Mastercard, um, because you can often you can just use a credit card from your country like in a in a pinch it's always great to have it's often accepted and yeah there's there's a few other ways like the you can exchange it at the bank and other other things but i think the best the cheapest way especially if you're going to withdraw like a thousand american bucks kind of like at once like the more money you withdraw at once the better the atm fit like because you get like two dollars fifty let's say for the withdrawal as fees if you withdraw a thousand it's still two dollars fifty compared to like a hundred you know what i mean so like the the percentage there is uh, is less if you withdraw more. Yeah, but yeah, I, I that's definitely that. my my way. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't draw don't draw out like a hundred dollars and a hundred dollars and a hundred dollars like in, in in like in like four or five different interactions because you're gonna lose a lot of money doing that. Well, not a lot, but you're gonna it's gonna cost you more money doing that than just to pull out one large chunk of money for sure. Yeah, and yeah, yeah I mean, sure. we, we, I think keep in mind how safe the country is as well. Like. Some countries are safer to withdraw money on the street compared to others. <laughs> so yeah. uh, withdraw the money before you leave the airport. That's a, that's one tip that I, I would say. Yeah, withdraw before you leave the airport. Um, another place, and, and then banks are usually very trustworthy. And like, banks, you, yeah, inside rather the bank, than yeah. currency, rather than currency exchanges. And I'm not saying I'm not trying to diss currency exchanges, but generally banks are going to be more reliable. So definitely, if you can exchange, uh, try try a bank rather than a private currency exchange. Yep, well, this was a long episode. <laughs> yeah, it has been. Uh, yeah, so I'm sure there's more tips. I've I've had some ideas come and go, and I've I've remembered and I've forgotten them. But um, I think you got most of the important ones. Traveling is really fun. Don't stress out too much. Even though it sounds like there's a lot you have to remember, it's it's really not that much. It's just just some small tips. Like if you go to another country and forget all our tips, you'll probably be fine. But these are like you know there's there's that 99 like that one percent of like you'll solve that one percent problem and that one percent problem could be huge you know like it could be like a big problem even though it only happens like one percent of the time so it's always good to do i think um any other tips we can just leave for another episode i think what you, what you yeah think? i think so that should be it. <laughs> well i'd say i'd say actually the biggest tip i could possibly give is to have fun yeah definitely just enjoy it don't stress out don't don't yell at your family just 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 practice those meditation techniques or something and just <laughs> relax and have fun yeah. keep an open mind go go out and try something new i know it sounds like scary like you don't want to you know yeah. try it yeah. try out that card game or whatever i don't know whatever it is y'all don't don't go to mcdonald's when you're when you're in india you know like go. oh you try. know what like i love i love going to mcdonald's in other countries i don't, okay. I don't know it's just like a i'm thing saying only but i'm saying only mcdonald's said that, don't yeah, yeah don't, don't do only mcdonald's don't like yeah yeah don't you know. do uh don't you go might, to another country and only eat, you eat your, your if steak. You eat to, if you eat to a, if you eat at a hole in the wall kind of restaurant, it's very possible that you might get the runs in a country that that's possible. Fine, but it's you so worth the, it. But it's oh, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but it's awesome. It's so it's worth. So I mean, worth the runs it. is it's awesome, so but uh, but it's 
you know, that's <laughs> something you can definitely tackle right away. If you if you get the runs early, then yeah. your body's more accustomed to it. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop. There's too many tips to give. <laughs> oh, man, street street food. Street food is unhygienic. Yes, but it's yes. so good. Just try yes. out some street food. <laughs> uh, the locals eat it. The locals eat it. So therefore, it's not like it's poison. You know, like it's it's probably yeah. not the healthiest thing in the world. But have, the having said that, it. if you're in India, don't swim in the river. The what was the river called? The the Ganges. The one they. The Ganji, yeah, don't do that. You yeah. might you might have troubles, but in general, would, yeah, yeah you'll be fine. If, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, but if you guys have any more uh, tips that you think we missed, which we oh, well, we definitely missed some tips, but let us we know. Definitely missed, uh, yeah. Send us an email. We're 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 always happy to talk to you guys. We're at the common common knowledge pod at gmail dot com. Um, you know, any tips about something you guys want us to talk about in the future? We're we're happy to hear from you. Yeah, uh, uh, that was a fun episode. Uh, Cue the outro music, I guess. Until next time, I'm Matt. And I'm Andrew. We'll see you guys later.